scripture of this reading comes from Exodus chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 10, uh, the birth and the youth of Moses. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine baby, she, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plasters it with bitumen and pitch, and she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds at the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying. She took pity on him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and she took him as her son. She named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Over the last four and a half months, we have seen our patience, uh, we have seen our anxiety, we have seen our stress uh, reach really unique levels. As, uh, as some of us uh, may experience that our sleep has been affected, that our eating has been affected, um, just the way that we go about daily life. And sometimes we, we struggle to find what's different in our lives until we just kind of take a toll of all the different pressures and all the stress that's pushing down on us. And we realize that this is a very unique time. One that we've not been trained for, one that we've not been ready for ever before. And so I think for myself, and, and this might be true for some of y'all as well, uh, I have found some of the very best parts of myself during this pandemic. Uh, but I have found some of the very worst parts of myself as well. I have reached points where all of a sudden things just seem hopeless and futile. And, and, and why are we doing so much when it feels like everything just keeps falling apart? I've reached limits of my patience, I've reached limits of my stress, where I've had to take steps back, I've had to uh, eliminate certain things that, that are going on. When uh, you put together uh, a global pandemic, uh, you put together uh, social upheaval around issue, uh, issues of race and equality and justice, uh, and then you put that in the middle of an election year. And sometimes just there's so much stimulus coming in that I have just had to cut it off. And so what we've thought about over uh, the last couple of weeks is what we could preach about during the month of August uh, that might help us go back to some of those very basic truths, some of those very basic steps that we can take in our lives uh, to kind of take a breath and to reset and to realize that God is still in control. That sometimes what we see as an obstacle, God sees as an opportunity, and what we see as a dead end God intends for there to be a way forward. 
So over the next month, we're going to go back kind of old school. We're going to go back to the basics. We're going to go back to those early lessons of faith, looking at the life of Moses. And so we start today with a story that Moses is really uh, just maybe a third or fourth secondary character. Moses is really just there. Uh, but he's born in the midst of an order from the king of Egypt, from Pharaoh, uh, to eliminate all of the male children of the Hebrews. Because the Hebrews that were in Egypt, their population uh, and their influence started growing so much that the empire, the Egyptian empire, uh, started to fear them. And so as a way to control them, as a way to kind of wipe out any opportunity that the Hebrews had uh, to eventually grow as powerful as the Egyptians, Pharaoh decides to wipe out all of the male children. And it's in that environment that Moses' mother finds herself pregnant. Now you think our stress and pressure is hard. Can you imagine the weight, the anxiety that's pushing down upon her? And whether she, if she even knows that she's having a male child or a female child, uh, but at the point that she has her baby and she sees that it's a boy, can you imagine that moment of love and tenderness also clashed together with such sadness and such hopelessness and such stress and worry of what in the world is she going to do? So she takes this baby and I'm sure she, she wants to, to just show the world and instead she hides him for three months until she can't hide him anymore. Now this, I think for many of us, we would call a dead end. There's so few options that she has. That every opportunity that she has had to hide him, she has reached the limit of her capability. And so what is going to happen to her brand new baby? But God does something amazing in this moment. And you don't even realize God is working just yet. But it's time where some might be crippled in fear or hopelessness might be uh, running rampant. Instead of being paralyzed with indecision, Moses' mother takes a very difficult and a very muddy step into the banks of the river and leads her child to be found by the very empire that's trying to kill her. And maybe she knew something that we didn't know. And, and by all accounts, she planned that moment for Pharaoh's daughter to be there, hoping, and, and I imagine praying and begging for her compassion to overwhelm her when she looked upon the face of her baby boy. And in that moment, that she left her child in a desperate and hopeless way. This child that she would have to give up, she had no idea that in the years to come would be the very same child who would set her free. She took a hard and a difficult and a muddy step on the banks of those rivers to put Moses into position to where he could eventually be in the very throne room of the one who would want to kill him. And yet what she saw as an obstacle 
God turned into an incredible opportunity. So oftentimes when we hit a very difficult or we hit a very anxious or stressful times in our lives, uh, the, the most common thing to do is to just stop. And we get paralyzed with the decision of not knowing what that first step is. But what I pulled out of this story this week is that when we encounter difficulty, when we encounter that dead end, when we encounter hopelessness, to remember that there is always a step forward that we can take, but that first step is the absolute hardest step to take. Sometimes it's like slogging through mud on the bank of a river. It doesn't look like a way forward. It doesn't look like an option at first, but that one step turns into another. And that other step turns into another step. And eventually this one idea that you had turns into realizing that you have tapped into a greater idea that God has had for our lives. The hardest moments that I have ever encountered in my, in my life were all turned around by taking a very hard, a very small step forward in some way. Whether that was just calling somebody begin a conversation of relationships that had fallen apart. Or going online and registering for a class that I wasn't sure that I was ready to take, but I knew that I had to do something to change my circumstance in life. We reach a point in our life sometimes where we realize that the point that we are at right now is not the point that we can stay at forever. So what does that look like for our faith? What does that look like for our lives? Now, luckily, we are Methodists, which means that there is a method within all of this madness. It is a way of taking an account of all those many ways that maybe over the last several months or the last several years of looking at our faith and seeing how we have taken steps forward, but also being willing to look at how we've taken some steps back. Where are those weak spots? Where are those hopeless spots? Where are those spots that we've given up on that we feel like they're never going to change? That I think maybe today, like that basket in the money steps on the river, can show us that God still has a way forward for them. One small, very difficult, dirty step can be the first step to God doing something incredible. I don't think Moses' mother had any idea who Moses would become. She was looking for a way for him to survive. She was looking for a way for him to live even just another day. And by that one step at the muddy bank of the river, would she ever know that she just took a step to her own deliverance and the salvation of 